0: Okay, I'm in Ibiza. I've just watched the sunset, and I was trying to wonder, trying to find out, figure out why this was the sort of last and only thing my, on my bucket list to watch the sunset into the ocean. And then I realized that I once, in two thousand and five to six, saw the sun rise in Australia at New Year. So I was one of the first to watch it rise from the horizon at the most eastern no western point in the world. Or something like that. In maybe sorry, maybe in Australia. And now I'm just thinking I've sought out privacy. I want to do it completely by myself on my own. There's a lot of places to watch it, where there's DJs and stuff, but all I wanted was peace and quiet. And I don't want to do it amongst the crowds, because this is a very special moment for understanding exactly how small we are in the grand scheme of things. It's amazing to listen to the water there's rocks there's ships, boats not ships, boats and yachts actually I suppose most of them are yachts full of rich people this place a seagull just had a shit into the sea two seagulls playing and one of them just dived in to try and get a fish I think but yeah uh, whilst I was sitting here I was also thinking that the people in Newcastle... Oh, oh, my God, the seagull caught something. Like a little fish. That's amazing. It's amazing. It might not be a seagull, but, like... Oh, it's definitely got a much bigger beak than a seagull, but it's sort of the same colour as the seagull. But, yeah, people in Newcastle are super friendly, and when I, um, I'm sort of sitting on a cliff, not too close because I do get sort of scared of dying accidentally if uh, somebody was to throw me off the edge or, you know, whatever. I uh, don't want to get too close to danger. But I was wondering if um, the last time I really re-injured my knee, it was right next to Newcastle Central Station, and just loads of people hurry to help out, and people are super lovely, and, like, here I find myself smiling to people and acknowledging them and I think Newcastle is very one of a kind where people are just you can be left alone completely if you want to but also people are super, super friendly if you make any eye contact you might say hi or something similar and I was thinking if people helping out in Newcastle, being so friendly, has maybe got a lot to do with the university culture and how lots of people are super drunk at the weekends, or probably every day of the week, to be honest. And that kind of creates a vibe of, you know, when people are at a good stage of drinking, they're really friendly, really happy. And I wonder if that carries on. Because I think especially the people who started studied in Newcastle and are working in Newcastle, you kind of, you know, if you're happily married, you'll just sort of, like, help anyone out. Because uh, it's under a week now until my, until my knee reconstruction operation. And I'm going to be... I have been super careful... I never want to really look after my knee. I was thinking, what if something happened here? I have no idea because people aren't anywhere near as... Um, I don't know if friendly is the right word, but receptive to acknowledgement or something. I wonder if something happened to my knee because this place is also full of those kind of disgusting British tourists like I had on my flight, absolutely screaming, shouting. It's not very nice. They're just really misbehaving. They're finally getting away from home and I just feel like maybe they feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want and be quite disgusting, really. Um, I got moved on my flight today from Newcastle to Ibiza because I was amongst, I think, 11, rowdy, geordie, Presumably rugby lads whom I actually bumped into well I didn't acknowledge them but I walked past them again where I am which is funny because it's a good 45 minutes away from the airport so quite a coincidence that they're not actually in the party central which is where all the big clubs are in Ibiza but they were so drunk at 8 o'clock in the morning Shouting, just being really not nice. So gladly the flight wasn't full and I got given another seat. And super, super crazily, I bumped into two of my old clients, one of which is a musician and his lovely wife. And the musician's mum basically came to f- make friends with me during the flight. It was unbelievable. So funny. She's like, oh, Tell me I can go away anytime I was like no 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 she was stretching her legs where I was sitting and I was like I absolutely love this when people are just lovely friendly and I'm traveling by myself on my own I don't mind a bit of hello time and it actually seems like it's uh, created a good good vibe where I was able to help them out in a way and and it was just lovely to catch up with with random people who you kind of you're acquainted with but uh, yeah I'm gonna go now to get a time-lapse of this beautiful sunset the sun has set but the clouds are creating unbelievable formations where there's just oh it's it kind of looks thunderstormy not not thunderstorm maybe very rainy in one point but then it's just the colors are amazing so I'm gonna go mm-hmm. Okay, let's continue. So, my knee reconstruction operation is going to be tomorrow. It's now nearly 10 o'clock at night, and I need to be up at about half five in the morning, so it's very soon time for bed. I've been off my feet the entire day and been just uh, thinking through my life decisions. So, I was supposed to have this operation a month ago and it got postponed because I had a graze on my knee, um. and before that time, I was really prioritizing getting as much sports in as possible, I was feeling fantastic, my knee was feeling really good, I, ve- I felt like I'd really learned to avoid any sort of, well, avoid a re-injury as much as possible, but then two days after the postponement of the operation date, which is about a month ago, I just stepped off my bike and my leg was straight and mm, let's just say it went really bad, like really bad. So now it's been nearly a month since then. My knee, I've I've now gained nearly full mobility but there's quite a lot of pain uh, when it's in full flexion. And tomorrow's the day. Um, last time before the operation I was quite scared. This time I'm just full of not excitement that's definitely the wrong word but I just want to get it done with I've put on a bit of weight this past, past month which I absolutely forgive myself that's fine but instead of doing as many as much as many sports as possible I've really been focusing on socializing as much as possible and maintaining good connections with people that I've got in my life whom I really 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 value and I've acquired myself a new personal assistant uh, for my business, which should help me grow a little bit as a you know a, a being able to provide more help for more people all over the world, so that 's cool, but that 's not the prime focus right now now we shall just focus on recovery. I really, 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 really just hope the the operation's gonna go ahead tomorrow, so i because it didn't last time a month ago. I was able to book myself a holiday to Ibiza, which is unbelievable. Very, very intense. Went to see my favourite DJ, Fisher, at High Ibiza, which is full of people on drugs. And the amount of drugs that were sold on the streets was unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh I was gonna I was gonna just dance all night completely sober until I realized that a bottle of water at the club was thirteen euros and the bottle was very small, three hundred and twenty two millilitres. Whereas a beer was sixteen Euros and you were able to get, I think maybe four hundred millilitres, but more liquid. Anyway. Uh I was also hesitant on my life decisions when I was on my own in the club where people were just off their faces and I wasn't at all and I was by myself. And thinking I just want to save my energy for 3am, which is when Fisher started playing. I didn't want to, you know, have to buy too many beers to keep me going for the night. What a fucking thing. But yeah, just um, say this past weekend, it's now Monday night. It was just so lovely. I, I've i been out to watch some world triathlon Things and learned a lot of new things. I've never watched triathlon triathlons. It was very good. Got to know some new people as well. Just lovely vibes and just oh, so full of love for people in my life. And I would now really hope that once I start my recovery, fingers crossed, that people will just come and visit me to keep me occupied because I will be out of action for quite a while on today as my final little thing I managed because I had a cancellation my last PT session was cancelled for the day last last one of the day and I was dying last weekend to go for a swim sauna as in sauna and gym, a final rehab session at the gym, and I managed that today, it was so cool, people from the swim club, which I belong to, were also there, quite a few of them actually, and I had no idea beforehand, but I was really focused on my own thing, to be honest, I did some monkey bar things, some handstands, some headstands, some sledge pulling, I never know if it's sled or sledge, sled pulling, sledge, sled you know what I mean, like a thing that's really good for the for the knees. Um, I just did a sauna, followed by a cold, really cold shower, followed by a fifty meter swim. I really dislike swimming, but um, hmm, I've even become inspired about cycling and running. I don't like to run and swimming to an extent, because of the triathlon weekend. So that was really really cool, but. It's been a ridiculously hectic time. I've found myself not even be spending much time at all on my phone because I've really focused on just remembering what it feels like to be able to bend my knee. I have no idea what's going to happen with the recovery. Um, yeah, one friend says it's going to be absolutely fine. I'll be pretty much back to normal after six weeks, whereas another friend who just had his done is saying that a physio says no weight bearing no particular weight bearing until six weeks have gone so we shall see I have no idea how I'm gonna be if I get a moment if I get a chance I'll see if I can record something from the hospital either before the op or after probably not before the op it was quite hectic last time but uh oh yeah I'm not that scared anymore which is good but um crazy how sort of times change and I just want to feel really grateful that I've gained so many new experiences this past month because my previous operation didn't go ahead, even though it felt like the worst tragedy at the time. I'm still gutted it didn't, but actually I'm not because I wouldn't take a day back. And it's just crazy to think that none of this stuff, the world, my world, and some people's worlds would have been entirely different or somewhat different if I had had my operation last month. Just how one little thing can change so many things and the course of the future entirely is just mind-blowing. So let's continue on this path and see when I get the chance to record again. I've literally been dying to record another podcast or you know just I'm trying to put these clips together but I just haven't had the time or headspace. Whenever I get a chance to chill out by myself in the evening, evening, I just want to sit down in the peace and quiet and silence and meditate or just sit and chill. Hopefully, my heart rate variability will be lovely and resting heart rates down to fifties. Uh, even I think it was down to forty-eight the other day. So been trying to be nice and healthy before the operation. Also, crazy how they don't talk about what you should do beforehand. You know. Maybe you shouldn't eat a really, really heavy meal the night before. This can be, oh, I'd feel horrendous. So I've eaten a nice and light meal beforehand. And and just that type of stuff of like what you should and shouldn't do. I've been trying to just take it nice and easy. Still stayed active. Been on my bike, but hardly done any official exercise. Got my final skating session in at the weekend in Sunderland on the Roka Beach. Whilst, well, actually after watching the triathlons. That was really, really gorgeous cool. just, uh, I'm going to miss skating so much, it's unbelievable and like, just to think that it's going to probably be at least six to nine months until I get to put my skates on again, breaks my heart, but you know what, we'll come out of this stronger and better than, than ever, not then, than, than ever. Okay, catch you soon. I'm in the hospital now and really, really, really excited, got to straight away. And I don't even understand how I'm not more nervous. I'm going to be signing off paperwork soon to, um, you know, sign my life away. I might die. Probably not. But I, I'm excited for a new knee and a more stable life. Oh, my God. Yeah, so here we go. I'm back at home. I was first on the list. I got into the theatre. They discovered that on top of the... ACL rupture and medial uh, meniscus tear. I also had uh, bad damage in my lateral meniscus, so they had more to fix than what they initially thought. Um, Coming out of their theatre into recovery, I got an oxygen mask stuck on my face straight away. I got injected with um, fentanyl, obviously pure fentanyl, They've got a they've got a massive massive problem with fentanyl in at least in America somewhere, but obviously it's been cut with all sorts of shite. Uh, it did make me a bit woozy and stuff, pure hard stuff. But the pain didn't go anywhere. I got transferred to the discharge ward after the pain that stuff had kicked in, and then spent the next well after the operation three and a half hours. Just in absolute agony. I was clenching onto the bedsides and I just, like, my traps were on fire. My shoulders were on fire. My forearms were getting really tired because I just couldn't put my leg down onto the bed. Uh, Sort of more like my bum and my hamstring. It was so unbelievably, it was so painful. It sort of, I think the fentanyl brought the pain down to about five out of ten. Um, and then it just shot up very soon after to like eight out of ten. Just I couldn't focus on anything, I couldn't really listen to anyone, I couldn't really see anything. I briefly considered trying to watch the like something on the iPad, the programs that I downloaded before going, not a chance chance in hell. I had no ability to concentrate uh, on anything, so they brought me oh my god, with it. So I got given. Oh, paracetamol, which is some kind of ibuprofen in the th- operating theatre, also a nerve blocker in the operating th- theater theatre, anti-sickness uh, stuff intravenously in the operating theatre. Uh, then afterwards on top of the paracetamol um I got codeine, I got oromorph, two doses of, which does nothing and apparently people usually really like it. It's so it's morphine, just uh, orally and it just doesn't do anything apart from make me a bit woozy it doesn't touch the pain and I was just uh, I had tears running down my face I, I, I don't feel like I was particularly crying but I was just in so much pain it was it was ridiculous and this kept going on for so long and all the staff were just unbelievable like so caring and so attentive and really really amazing they just came to sort of reassure that everything's going to be fine they're going to not let let me go not not discharge me until I feel comfortable I didn't believe them I took at some point when I just thought nothing's working I was like I'm never getting out of here this is absolutely ridiculous because I just knew I will stand no chance of sleeping if I'm in anywhere near that kind of pain um so I was just trying to come to the term come to terms with not sleeping for days and then um the consultant and uh anaesthetist came to see me together. I think they'd seen me earlier as well, but it's it's all a bit hazy. Uh, and they they just went, right, we've got a few things we can try. And there's some, we could just pump me up with more, more full of morphine, but obviously it just doesn't really do anything to me. It doesn't do anything to the pain. So we went with um, something. Do you know what? It's, it's kind of irre- irrelevant, isn't it? Uh, what 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 did I tramadol tramadol yeah, uh, please kids don't don't take advice from me. This is obviously everyone's. It's so crazy how everyone's body is so different. They said that normally you know people love morphine, and I just I just don't get it. Same as with codeine. It just it's annoying how it makes me feel. Just really annoying, but it does take a bit of the pain away. But at the hospital, it just didn't seem to. I think the pain was so so vast, and then. It was It was just, I was just crying and just saying, I just want to be able to relax because I wasn't able to. And then probably about 20 minutes in to taking the uh, tramadol, my body sort of slowly and gradually and surely started to relax. And it was so good. Gradually better. Um, The physio tried to take me out for a walk before things had kicked in. I was like... I don't think I'm going to do very well because first of all, I struggled to speak and I was like, I'm just struggling to comprehend and I don't think my balance is going to be very good if I'm just so off my face, but not, like, I don't have any relief for the pain. That was craziness. And then after getting tramadol, oh my God, I've since taken one more dose of painkillers and it's now a good eight. and a half hours after uh, after it first started working, and you could take them, I think it was every four hours or something. So I don't know what miracle happened, but it's funny, it doesn't make me feel high at all, which I feel is amazing. It's just because they said the first few days can be very painful. It's just making me feel like I can live and i will probably be able to sleep as long as i can sort of be on my back elevate, elevate my foot and not move around too much the past two nights have been nightmarish because i've just kept having really vivid dreams and i've been bed- i've been in bed i think for over 9 hours each night a nine and a half hours one night and i've slept between 5 and 6 hours so you can imagine how frustrating and annoying and just painful it is to lie in bed and just not be able to sleep First night, well, the, the two nights before the operation, it was just anxiety and just sort of being slightly scared for it. But I have to say, last night was just vivid dreams. And I felt so excited in the morning to be going. I was I was excited. And by the time they discharged me, they were saying, this is the girl we, we like to see, because I was just full of smiles again. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that this happened. So, so happy. Um... And it's funny because I've just been so frustrated with having a leg that I need to be careful with all the time. Now I need to be careful with the leg, very careful, particularly the next four weeks because of the extra meniscal damage. However, I know that I'm on the road to recovery, so it's got real purpose. I'm not just waiting for an operation uh, that I don't know the outcome of. So I, I, I just can't begin to tell you how fucking happy I am. Fair enough. There's probably going to be ups and downs, you know. I've it's the first day. I'm feeling really good now after feeling utterly, utterly, utterly shy. And it's just you know what? Again, like people are offering. I'm like friends and people are just offering their help, and it's so selfless and it's just so lovely and it's it just makes me so happy to have such amazing friends. And this comes at no cost, you know. Like I've made a lot of effort this year to make sure that I pay attention to people I like and I I give them my attention, as in I make sure that they know that I'm thinking about them, you can't take friendships for granted. And it's that kind of, the more positivity you share, the more positivity you're going to get back. It's just such an amazing spiral. Like downward spirals are and can be much more easier in general than positive spirals. Trust me. Do a good thing, be a good friend, trust people, be vulnerable, and it will absolutely get rewarded as long as you've got self-respect and feel, you know a feeling of self-worth, which I know can take a long time to accumulate, but to start with small little steps, I, you just I just can't begin to tell you how, how fortunate and not even lucky. I've worked for it, but I just feel like this is great. And now, for the next month, I have to uh, put as little weight on the foot as possible, either on my tippy toes or, I figured, just drag it up in the air. Uh, I'm very determined to do lots of rehab. Um, And apparently, I shouldn't be doing too much so it doesn't get swollen and stuff, but within my limitations. Obviously, I've been quite active, very active beforehand, really. Uh, and, And I have to say... I just find it quite cool to have these, like, operation wounds. They'll be bloody and a bit, like, cool. And these even these compression socks I find really cool. (laughs) I know that, like, probably most of the time most people just think, like, hideous things. But, like, my cool friend... Who came to pick me up from the hospital? She she works as a surgeon, and she was saying when she's operating, she uh she wears compression socks, and they're really hard to get on and stuff. And I just like, yeah, we're the cool gang, you know, we are the cool gang. So, uh, what else? Yeah, so, so waiting for expecting a six to nine month uh, recovery, and should be next summer, so just under a year when I can sort of safely get back into more demanding sports they didn't do the extra bit of procedure which I don't remember what it's called but where they basically um, reinforce especially hypermobile people so that it's less likely to uh, to re-rupture again in the future but I'm just gonna be a bit more careful in general in the future but I really hope I get to play more squash and tennis and stuff like that where I have to sort of do I think still I'm not quite sure if they're pivotal sports or pivoting sports i think i think they might because pivotal sports sounds wrong but i think it's right so i'll let you i'll let you look it up and oh 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 if you just know then haha well done. um there we go that's uh that's my little up, up update the only thing i'm not looking forward to is if my stomach gets oh i actually you got some medicines for the stomach as well so Taking these drugsies, I'm only going to be on the drugs for five days. um, And they can just cause constipation, as lovely that, as that is. So if I'm unable to poo, that I'm not looking forward to. But I just, it's such a good reset. My mindset's been restored. I had a pretty wild, not wild, but just a lovely, super hectic, super, super active weekend. Uh, as in in terms of socialising. And now it's time to wind the clock down, sit down in the house more, focus on reading, maybe I'll start knitting, maybe I'll start painting little figurines, which was recommended by my client. Um what else could I do? Well, I'd love your suggestions actually. If you've got anything that you can just you can sit down, put some ice, you know, on the knee and elevate your foot and just do something. I need to find stuff to do because I'm not going to be able to just not do anything. I've got my gymnastics rack out so I can hang from it. Hanging is one of the best things you can do to your body, to your spine, to your like lat strength, upper body strength, so so good for flexibility. So I've just got like a thing that's, that's not dangerous at all. I can literally just put my my crutches next to it and just just hang for a little bit every day. Do those little shoulder shrugs and shrugs and stuff, but I'm not going to hurry into any any risky sports, nothing like that. And sometimes people kind of doubt me because I, it's like, oh, you can't do it. I'm like, well, it's not even a. I used to, maybe I used to be more competitive. It's like, oh, watch me. I've got nothing to prove to anyone. I've got nothing to prove to myself, to be honest. I'm just really, really looking forward to eating well and to moving around less but still in a very mindful way um at the same time as I I don't mind if I put on a bit of weight you know it's just what it is um but I I just it's so easy to keep weight in check with good nutrition that I just don't feel like I can I I don't need to worry about it at all um this is this is just I'm actually surprising myself with how I know I'm quite a sort of positive person uh quite optimistic and and I'd say realistic but just like with an optimistic outlook I'm not I'm not naively optimistic I just know that good things come if they are to come I've also started watching the Vikings uh from the start because I've only watched the last two seasons and I absolutely loved the ending so uh oh there's apparently there's a finnish person on this called Yogo Askaugo. oh my god i had no idea brilliant i need to pay attention to who that is uh i'm only on episode two of season one now but uh it's funny this is not a show that i would ever consider uh but i started watching it over lockdown for some strange reason in the bath in the candle lit, uh, lit environment on my ipad um and people have just been saying that if i like the if I like the ending, I will love the whole thing it's absolutely hours and hours and hours long, and I normally struggle to watch t v but guess what now I have time so my my dearest hope would be that my friends would come and visit me um just to maybe do me a favor and boil the kettle, share a cup of tea with me, a cup of coffee, or just come and chat drink some water. You know, uh, I'm not going to take any risks and drink alcohol and stuff like that. That would sort of, you know, make me in a way lose control. Not not that I, you know, I'm not a very control losing person um, when I drink, but I, I just I don't see any any point. Now, I'm going to get my resting heart rate really low, hopefully, and heart rate vari- variability high. And I just can't it to tell you how excited I am for the. For the for the future, I'm just gonna put it into one word because kind of short term future, but recovery is gonna be long. But if I think about the long term future, if I think about a year from now, that would be really fucking depressing. So all I can do is think about the here and now and exactly what I can do in this moment, and maybe max in a week's time. That's gonna contribute towards a better life for me and the people around me my kids have been away on holiday for a week and a half and I miss them like crazy they're going to come home tomorrow and I'm really 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 happy to know that um, I'm not going to be off my face because I thought that could be an option that I'm just really out of it and I've asked for friends to come around to sort of help me out and also their their friends ch- children friends are ready to play with them and stuff so also also another thing just just to learn to ask for help is something I've found super super difficult in the in the past and and it's kind of getting easier and I think as well just being open to people offering help has made it i don't know i don't know like life's life's good i've had key keyhole surgery with ham, hamstring graft taken out of my hamstring tendon they've screwed things into my leg and they've built a new acl for me they've shaved off damaged bits from my meniscus and sewn together both the medial and lateral meniscus and it's quite a apparently quite a lot of so sew, sewing work i don't know what it's called sutures sutures i never know how to say that word Su- Sutures, sutures 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 something like that stitches basically uh, everything's dissolvable. I need to go and see the GP in two weeks' time and also the physio. So, ah, uh, amazing. And I'm not sure. I've got one more sort of wound in my leg, and I'm not entirely sure what that's for. Maybe that's for the unin not unanticipated un- 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 damage. I didn't. I didn't ask because I was so out of it, or oh, just then so happy, but. Look at that. I won't be able to get my leg Oh, there's a downside. I won't be able to get my leg wet for two weeks or as little as I minimise it. And that also means I won't really be able to shave. Oh, my legs are going to be hairy. Mm-hmm. Damn. I just think I'm kind of really proud of my little war wounds. Um, And again, you know where the accident happened in the first place in gymnastics training when my leg got overextended, uh, falling from a height and then landing onto a stray leg and I just felt a crack. And then there's no pain, it was just really weird and just started collapsing. That was crazy. But from that, that moment on, I'm, I'm just like, do you know what? I was doing something I loved. And so I'm not going to regret it. And I didn't, I've, at no point have I got upset about it. I've got upset that it's, it's not great, that I have to wait. But it's, such is life. I, you can't have everything you want, you know, and sometimes all that pain and all that suffering just reminds you how how the good times are so good, and even the normal the standard times the times that you take for granted, how fucking valuable they are so yeah uh i'm gonna I'm gonna take my last dose of medication for the evening, and I have no. Alarm clock set for tomorrow, which is amazing because I've actually been clever this time, and I'm not taking any work for tomorrow. If I'd had the operation a month ago, oh my god, I was going to be working from half nine in the morning, and I was going to be busy the whole day. I was like, "What the hell was I thinking?" So in a way, I'm really glad it didn't go ahead because I was a fucking ass. What a silly pie. Um, so no alarm. I can just if I wake up in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, then no stress. I can just rest. Uh, I've literally been up at four o'clock this morning. It's now twenty to eleven and I don't know what's happened. I did have close to a liter of Viennetta ice cream for dinner, but um <laughs> and like what two, four slices of toast in the hospital with with jam and and butter. What a diet uh take example, not literally no protein apart from the like dairy But anyway uh. Yeah, uh, this is not an exemplary day for for eating. But at the same time, come on, you have to forgive yourself. It's fine, right? Um, that's my that's my knee reconstruction operation surgery story. Uh, where I, I'd, I'd uh, ruptured my ACL and torn my meniscus, both medial and lateral. And now it's fixed. And now, apparently, the meniscus... He said if I was really old, he'd just just cut like basically cut the meniscus out or something. Like, you know, just take the bits out. Uh, But that would mean that my bones would start grinding together very soon. So it's like you're still young, so I wanted to save as much as I possibly could. But that also means that I have to be really fucking careful with recovery so that that cushiony element of it stays and it doesn't just go flat because it's fresh sutures. Did I say that right? anyway thanks for listening I welcome all of your thoughts I'd love to hear them via any platform you can drop me an email at her- her- hello at Ericic or just there just there. come to Instagram speak to me uh, erica underscore Helsinki. but yeah uh, if this if you know anyone who's gonna undergo this operation share this episode with them I love it really calling cool me the welts to me and I'm glad to be out with a new episode because it's been a while it's kind of not intentional I've been looking forward to coming back to this but it's just been a crazy time now I should have more time in the house and not just running around like a headless chicken so maybe I'll have a little bit more time soon but yeah good night or good day good evening good morning wherever you are and I will catch you next time make sure you subscribe or follow wherever you're listening you are great thank you for being here